Hi everyone. Happy Friday. It's Friday. I totally knew that. <laughs> um, and welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast. If you're new to my podcast, hi. I hope you guys enjoy this message today. And if you do enjoy this message, feel free to share it with someone else who you think would enjoy hearing this. If you're not new, you guys already know the drill. So let's go ahead and get started. Take me back to December. I keep forgetting that it's December. First off, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. It's not Christmas, but Happy. I was going to say Happy Belated Christmas, but I just realized belated is like when you tell someone like something late. Like, happy belated birthday, and I just said happy belated Christmas. I mean, technically, it could still apply. So, so I totally forgot what I was going to say, but now that we're on the topic of Christmas, I really want to talk about my favorite Christmas movies. So, QOTD question of the day for you guys. Let's do a little bit of a brainstorming. Let's unwind from daily life and just think about what makes us nostalgic. So, my favorite, you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyways, my favorite Christmas movie of all time. I will never forget this movie. I don't know why it's stuck in my head. It's like an, it's imprinted in my brain. Um, probably The Elf with Will Ferrell. And I don't know why. I really want to rewatch that actually. Okay, so I'm looking up like, literally looked up top Christmas movies of all time and I'm about to name some of them. So if I name them and it's yours, hey, there you go. <laughs> okay, so for some reason, the first one is Last Christmas. I've never even heard of that. The Night Before Christmas, I'm assuming. I've never heard of that. Oh, no, it's just called The Night Before. They have Dr. Seuss the Grinch. I adore that movie. A Boy Called Christmas. They have everything but A Home Alone. Um... I don't know why that's not on there. That's so weird. Okay, so I completely forgot about this gem, a literal gem. I'm sure everybody was kind of forced to watch this in grade school. If you didn't, well then watch it because it's just... It's just like a monumental Christmas movie. It's called... I think it's called um The, the Polar Express. I don't know why I was thinking of Amazing Grace, the little child the book. I don't know. I don't know why I was thinking of that, but the Polar Express, I just remember, you know, watching that and then having hot cocoa with candy canes and marshmallows. But anyways, that's not the topic for today. The topic for today is substance and not in a negative way. I'm talking about in a real way. So let's get into that. Every time I play back my voice recordings, I start dying of laughter because I'm like, why does my voice sound so fried? And it's like, I genuinely don't know why. I think it's just like, I don't know why I do that. But I feel like it's a little bit soothing. Like it's a calming sound. It's weird. I completely forgot what I was talking about. You know, someone brought up to me about, or they brought up to me the fact that I have a short-term memory and I really do I don't it's something that's not the best quality to have I'll tell you that but hey it keeps things fun it keeps things interesting and spicy in life so what is substance let's look up the definition of substance now the google version of substance is and and I quote adds value to the world right and that's probably a controversial topic amongst lots of 
young individuals and even older individuals as well. And I feel like a lot of society struggles with substance. And I think that that is a rare thing now. Like that's a rare thing to come across. It's a rare thing to actually find, you know? And when you find things with substance, maybe even people with substance, it can be a really refreshing feeling. Now, while, you know, the definition of substance is adding value to the world, what is the opposite of substance? Some may say superficial, some might say shallow. Maybe to even put it in simpler terms or simplistic terms would be, you know, no value, right? And I think some people are so used to encountering people or experiences with a limited amount of substance. And when they find something with, you know, an extravagant amount of substance, they are in awe or like I said, they feel refreshed, you know, it's a refreshing feeling. So the rest of the definition elaborates on how majority of the time, anything with substance is something where hard work is put in, hard effort is put into it. You know, things wouldn't have substance unless they had a base of hard work and passion behind it, right? So let's use an example. Now, when you guys hear that definition of substance, I want you to ponder upon yourselves, and I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to think about it before you keep listening. What is an example of substance? Like, what is the first thing that comes to your head? What's the first maybe even person that comes to your head? What is the first movie that comes to your head? Maybe podcast, maybe song. And you're like, I interact with this person, place, or thing because it has substance, you know? And any people, any places, or any experiences that contain substance last a long time. Do you know why? Because people want to know more about it. They're more intrigued versus, you know, surface level experiences. Think about it like this. Think of an archaeologist. I'm pretty sure they study rocks. Or is that a geologist? Let me look that up. I'm sure that made someone giggle, but uh, I was correct. They study rocks. But so think of an archaeologist, you know, when they're on their mission to find new species of rocks or they're trying to find out um, or find rocks that are probably scarce in different environments in different locations all over the world, right? And let's say they find a rock and I know you're probably thinking this podcast is so boring. This woman is talking about rocks. Just hear me out. Okay. Bear with me. We didn't sign up for a history or a science class, but you got it. So let's say they pick up a rock, right? And they don't like the rock because all they see is the surface and they don't think there's anything, you know, beneath the surface that is substantial. And maybe you even do this in your daily life. Maybe you misjudge someone by the surface. And, you know, there's a cliche saying that 
implements. Don't judge a book by its cover. But as human beings, I feel like everyone judges a book by its cover, regardless of if they want to believe they don't. They do. Everyone does. Everyone is, you know, a little bit judgmental, whether they want to admit it or not. And they might not say it, but they'll probably think it. And maybe you'll misjudge someone and then you think something and then you find out this person's not actually like that. And you're like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have judged them that way. And then you end up feeling bad because you came to the wrong conclusion, right? So take that example and maybe apply it to how you interact with people on the daily or how you interact with difficult tasks on the daily and ask yourself, you know, am I misjudging the situation? Am I misjudging this person? Does this person actually have substance? And most of the time you can have a pretty good sense of discernment with what has substance or what carries substance versus what's shallow and, you know, in quotes, superficial. For some reason, my mind always defers to food whenever I start talking on here. I don't know if it's just because like I'm craving sweets right now, but think of it like your favorite type of cheesecake, you know, like maybe your favorite type of cheesecake is the double chocolate fudge, uh, I don't know, cheesecake, and it has like the um, oozing chocolate in the middle. But you won't know it's in the middle until you, you know, crack the surface. And while others may say that looks really dry and nasty, but you know what's on the inside, right? It's on the, it's what, oh my God, I cannot talk. It's what's on the inside that counts. So while you may misjudge something and you might think it's dry, bland, boring, or not substantial, useless, not as meaningful, maybe take the time to figure it out and explore that situation or, you know, person, place, or thing to where you can have a thorough understanding and grip on reality with it. Now, question, another question of the day for you all. Do you guys believe that wealth, wealthy is the equivalent to substance or maintaining substance. I'm asking this question because I actually um, saw it as one of the definitions on Google saying a wealthy person who is of high status. And I actually beg to differ. I believe not all people of status are actually are, are actual substantial people. I think there are some people who are of a higher authority with low substantial meaning. I don't know. I'm not saying like I don't have meaning, but like your beliefs aren't deep, I would say. Now, I'm not usually one to watch like celebrity debates just because like I know it's all fake pu- publicity for the media. And, you know, you got to do something that's going to make money or get traction. But I love watching political debates because I think they're so funny. I think they're hilarious. I'm not going to use any names or anything, but there's this one 
a famous politician. I don't know if this person is even qualified to be in the position where they are. They probably aren't. But I've come to realize that it's really about who you know in this world. Like if you know the right people, you can get to where you want to be. You just have to truly believe it and find the people who can help you get to where you want to be. Because at one point in their life, they were in your shoes wondering, well, what am I doing? What am I doing right? What can I do to find the right people, right? And, you know, everybody wants to be around successful people. Everybody wants to see themselves win and hopefully people that they care about win. Now, being successful is great, but I also want to make sure that you guys surround yourself with substantial people because you are who you hang around. So if you hang around people that are, you know, <laughs> low vibrational and shallow, then how do you think you're going to end up, right? So let's say friend A has a sugar addiction, right? And you're just starting to get to know them and, you know, they're always snacking on some Starburst or, um, I don't know why cake pops came to my head, but cake pops, um, maybe donuts and they, maybe they stress eat, you know, maybe they have a hard time balancing their lives and they stress eat with, you know, um, foods with high copious amounts of sugar. Eventually, if you keep surrounding yourself with people who stress eat, you will begin to stress eat and you might even realize that you'll be subconsciously doing it, you know? Like, have you ever had someone close to you where, you know, you knew them a certain way and they started acting like a little bit different or they started having new interests or new hobbies and you're like, hmm, this person's never done this before. Where have they learned that? Maybe it's even the content they're consuming. Maybe it's the YouTube videos they're watching. Maybe it's the TikToks they're <laughs> watching. Maybe it's um, reels they're watching or even movies. And they're like, Hmm, like I want to do this. Or like they subconsciously doing it or they subconsciously do it without realizing it. So that's just something to be aware of. And, you know, it's good to have a good conscience or just be aware, be aware of, you know, your daily habits, because it's little things that will affect you in the long run. It's kind of like training for a marathon. If you think about it, like, no, no person is going to be completely ready for a marathon, right? That's why they have people to train with, you know? If you are a beginner and you don't know how to purposefully and practically race in a marathon, what do you do? You surround yourself with people who can teach you, right? So if you surround yourself with people who practice healthy habits, what do you think is going to help you, right? So maybe you struggle with eating unhealthy, greasy foods. Well, the first step is to acknowledge that you have a problem. Maybe you eat too much cheese. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you like fried foods. Maybe you like junk a lot and it's just like, it's convenient for you and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to. Well, you should because it's those little habits that build up over time and then you wonder why you're in the hospital when you're like maybe 35 to 50 and you're like, I don't know how this happened. You do. 
And I don't like this saying when people are like, oh my gosh, you're young, so you should be able to do it. Like, no, it starts off when you're young. Healthy habits start when you're young, you know? I was also reading this article about um, 10 habits that self-made millionaires practice every day. And I think having a routine and including discipline into your life is a great attribute to have. I think discipline is very important, you know, and it doesn't have to be perfect. It can, you know, be step by step per day or even per week or per month or however long you need, you know, but allowing yourself to be disciplined allows yourself to put in the daily tasks that are needed to reward yourself on the outside. Speaking of substance, I want you guys to ask yourself, what does my daily playlist consist of? Does my daily playlist consist of rap? Does it consist of hip hop? Does it consist of R&B? Does it consist of pop? Does it consist of EDM? Does it consist of alternative music? Does it consist of rock? Um, I think what you listen to plays a huge part in how you live your life too. <laughs> it's really important that you listen to stuff that can help you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can buzz down to some, you know, NBA young boy because I'm an NBA, NBA young boy girl at heart, but I had to stop listening to him for a little minute because it was making me angry and we don't want that. So just be cautious and courteous about that. Anyway, speaking of songs, I never do not fret. I did not forget. Um, song recommendation of the day is going to be, I love rock and roll by Joan Jett. So if you guys know me on this podcast, well, you guys don't really know me, but if you're a loyal listener and I have a few on here, so kudos to my loyal listeners on here. You guys have been me through the, or been with me since the beginning. And I'm so very appreciative of that. Um, but you guys know that I always talk about country, but I never talked about how I love rock. Um, I'm a huge Joan Jett fan. So if you like rock, that's cool. Um, but yeah. If you do like rock, some rock recommendations, rock recommendations, definitely listen to Joan Jett, Pat Benadar, Billy Idol, and I forgot who the other person was. I used to think me liking rock was a phase. It's not a phase. I think it's just my personality. And I would hide it for so long, but now it's like, I don't want to hide it. Like, I've always been like, I feel like that sounds so pig me. I was going to say edgy. That's so cringe. Oh, no. Um... I've just always like alternative music and now I'm just like embracing it. But other than that, um, I don't want to make this too long. I just wanted to do a quick little snippet about substance. So this is substance part one. I definitely want to talk about it again in another episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed this message and I hope it brought out some introspection within yourself. And if you enjoyed this message, be sure and feel free to leave a review um, below, whether you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, RSS.com, the Good Pods app, or iHeartRadio. But other than that, I don't have anything else for you guys, and I hope you guys are all doing well. I love you.